Boom. Reactive. I'm angry and I'm tired, David. Yeah. It's a brutal chapter. In the best way possible. This is a fantastic chapter. It doesn't belong in this book. No. It is the ninth mystery <laughs> and tenth mystery we've added to this. It's, just it's ridiculous. Adding, man. It's ridiculous. It's upsetting. I would like to summarize it before we dive through it. That's smart. There's a lot to summarize this, because a lot is introduced. This chapter has four acts. Yes. In one chapter. Yeah. Act one, the the boys, uh, the, the Dodds get arrested, and the boys talk to their father to get bail posted, um, but the Dodds get arrested for stealing uh, the car. Yeah. yeah. There's a stolen car on their property with Jack's fishing pole in it, which Jack says it's been missing, missing from my boat since yesterday. Um, so, fine. I'm not buying that. I mean, his boat was also, that hole got poked in and out of nowhere. Maybe they stole his pole out of the hole. That was accidental, and I'm okay that, with it. The Dr. Seussery of thievery. Yeah. Uh. Stole the pole out of the hole. Um, so that then they're going to be arrested. Uh, Fenton Hardy's going to help pay for it to get him out. That's act one. Act two is they go to the Dodd's house, and they hear the story of the Dodd family legacy, the pilgrims uh, getting a, a, The geographical a puzzle. Yeah, the geographical puzzle. That's act two. Yeah. Act three is then a going back home and talking a bit about what happened with Mrs. Hardy. Uh, Chet comes over, and then we get act four, where they go back to look for clues yeah. for the stolen car at Beach Grove, uh, and they find a, a big clue. A very big Huge clue that was clue. introduced mere pages before. Yes. Yeah. We we have introduced something and it has paid off almost instantaneously. Yes. Uh, and so that is this chapter. This uh, and, then, and then I guess act, act five, the cliffhanger. The cliffhanger. Yeah. Yeah. Boy. Ugh. A five act structure for a seven. I'm exhausted. Chapter. I'm exhausted. It just doesn't stop. And there's it's so relentless. many. There's so many lines in here where I'm just. I mean, disappointed is a word. Yeah. But so unsurprised. Yeah. And like it just wears at me. This is a very difficult read, and I think this is not a Leslie uh, rewrite. Or no, there was a. Didn't we read something where there's a bunch of different ghost writers? That's not yet. That's not yet. That's I think right. Dave. Well, no, one of the. I think like he did the first twenty, except for two of them, and maybe six. I'm feeling this isn't one of his. We'll find out. But this yeah. is also the rewrite. That's so right. So it doesn't matter if it was his or not because yeah. it was rewritten by someone else. Got to remember, 50s. he wrote the racist ones. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put him on a pedestal. He used the N word. He did in a children's book. Oh, God, the 20s. Yeah, they were roaring. Almost 100 years old, these books, the originals. Whoa. Coming up on a 90, 98 years old. Yeah. It's up there. Oh, Lord. Yeah, it's almost 100. Uh, we have to do something on the 100th anniversary. We do. Another chapter. <laughs> <laughs> Another season. A live show. A let's live get his show. descendants. Let, let's get Leslie David McFarlane's. Oh, you know they exist. Children, like because one of them wrote a book about him. Yeah, 
Wasn't it one of his sons or something that wrote the book about? I'm pretty sure it was his son that wrote it. Either his son wrote it or he wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, I have it. I'll check when I get home. Yeah, but there's there's a moment in time that we are privileged to get to endure. You're Um, darn right. So they're explaining. So going back to Act One. Yeah. With the Dodds, Dodds going to be arrested. Got to post some bail. Uh, Frank spoke in low tones to Chief. Hold up. You can dive right in without doing what we do. Excuse me, I am so sorry. You were so excited about this chapter. I'm so title. tired. I'm so <laughs> tired. You were so excited about. You and made you're right. me look at it while you were here, just so you could see my reaction. Before I went inside to go to the bathroom between episodes, yes, I did wait for you to read it, and I think in that moment, yeah, I checked it off my mental list if we've discussed it. But you're right. Not after recording. The audience needs to know. So what when we last left so them. They found a fishing pole in the back of somebody's car, which yes. brings us very naturally <laughs> to chapter, chapter three, a, a pilgrim, pilgrim mystery. mystery. <laughs> what us? Like I, I, I don't. We don't typically look at the names of the chapters until we're about to read them. Yeah. But I have to imagine, like it was pursuit was the first chapter, police tip off was the second chapter. <laughs> I have to imagine all the rest are going to be like shootout and like stolen car and Nearly like whatever escape. Yeah, and yeah. Then, but one of them is just a pilgrim mystery. <laughs> and what an odd shoehorn this is to just wedge in here. Oh, and th- to think of all the actual storylines that happen in this. It could have been a photo of a man. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the V-glove. The, the, v, the V-cuffed glove. The V-cuffed glove. The V-cuffed glove. Wow, that's a good title. I, I still can't even picture what that looks like. I don't get it either. Who is a V-neck on their glove? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just covers the thumb and the pinky. The chief assured him the Dodds could be released on bail until a hearing, but said the figure would probably be a very high one. Why? I have no idea. They're not dangerous. They were at home with the car that you were alleging they stole. Yeah. And what happened to innocent until proven guilty? That didn't exist until at least 1993. That came up with OJ. It was yeah, crazy. Exactly, they, yeah. they invented that for OJ. Unbelievable. Like OJ all day, baby. Before that, it was... That's, we also you, got the juices worth the squeeze from that trial. <laughs> <laughs> fingerprint or a boot print, we got you. You're, got it. you're hanged. <laughs> we'll have a hanging. I'm not even wearing boots. I wear sandals. If you don't have a witness that says you didn't commit the crime... You're dead. Hanged. Dead. Hanged. 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 Uh, so they call Fenton Hardy, and uh, he supported the boy's faith in the Dodds' innocence and promised to arrange by phone for the balance of the bail payment. Yeah, faith in the Dodds. Shortly after noontime. That's the, a television show, Faith in the Dodds, right? That's good, yeah. I'd watch that. Yeah. It's like a, a family struggling with their religious beliefs. Faith in the Dodds? Faith in the Dodds. Okay, what about Dodd-scent? Bro, writing's on the wall. In in Dodd we trust them. <laughs> They were Dodson. There's a t-shirt right there In Dodd we trust <laughs> That's my glance a lot moment It is, that's really good Feels good I'm upset I have nothing to riff off right now In Dodd we trust you just nailed it You can't yes and You, just you can't yes, yes and you, that. Yes sir Yes sir, you're darn right I, The thing is I'm still thinking I've got nothing yeah, but, but let's let's move on because there's should, a lot. There's a yeah. lot. We don't want to dwell on this. We do have head. a finite. We we've got a time it's limit on in this episode. In the back of my head. Um, but 
uh, as as Mr. Hardy bails them out, they say, having your father's name behind us at the hearing tomorrow will mean a great deal. Two things here. One, swift justice. The hearing's tomorrow? Yeah. In modern society, it's like, oh, you stole this car? Uh, How's fall of 2026? (laughs) We'll get you a court date. Yeah. But... Having your father's name behind us at the hearing tomorrow mean a great deal. Political Does pool, baby. Does evidence mean nothing? He works for the government, Sean. His testimony is considered expert, and the court will hear his opinion. <laughs> I would like to see a courtroom legal thriller of the Hardy Boys. Does this boot print reflect <laughs> everyone's boot print in the room? Can you imagine them actually showing a jury all of their clues? And they're like, uh, they're leaps that they made to get to these clues. If you check out Sandwich Baggy number one. I see how this man responds to the name Red. <laughs> Jackly. And what color is the hair on this wig? Red. One might say a shack or a shock of red. If it please the court. <laughs> Exhibit A, a shock of red hair. <laughs> Courtroom hushes. We would like to call Harold Morley of the Hamlin <laughs> Company to the stand, please. <gasps> <gasps> would you examine this wig? Yes, the hair is made out of a finely sheep's wool this is a, This is a Kaufman. <laughs> I can confirm it's a Kaufman. He said into the potted plant. <laughs> <laughs> she stopped speaking into the plants, sir. <laughs> Uh, we should write the Hardy Boys courtroom drama. I'm just saying. That's, that should it writes happen. itself. It does. It yeah, writes it's, itself. It's fantastic. Uh, so they say, uh, you know, my dad and I have come up with one possibility of who wanted to frame us. His name is Ray Slagle. I'm Slagle's Bagels. <laughs> you may have heard of him. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Dot explained. Oh, Ray Slagle. All right. Strong name coming out of the gate. Uh, Ray Slagle's a guy who worked for them, but they didn't like him. They had to let him go, and he threatened mis- the the guy. Slagle threatened Mr. Dodd and said, "I'll get even with you, um, Dad." I think I still have that picture I took of Slagle. To which I thought, of course. obviously, you still have the picture because this is the 1920s, and a picture costs like four hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, this would wasn't you like waste it on I might have deleted it off my phone. Like. Yeah, exactly. Let me see, it's still in my iCloud. <laughs> No, you, you had a you had an oil canvas painted of Slagle. You still have it. Just a liquid you collodion photo. He sat there for thirty minutes. It took four as days. You watched it develop. Okay, you don't just throw something like that away. You don't toss that out. It's not no. disposable. It's not even recyclable. It's tin. <laughs> it's. It's the roof of the shed now. Here, let me get you a copy. (laughs) They sat for four days, so he took a photo of the phone. Can I get one of these to go? Yeah, hang on. (laughs) Don't don't move. Don't move. Don't move. (laughs) Hold it. Hold it. Uh, So that might give us something to go on, Frank remarked. Actually, we've got two Dodd mysteries. Not just one, but two Dodd mysteries. But two. Dodd mysteries in which Frank was just like the short road mysteries. Dodd bless America. <laughs> Dodd darn it. There you go again. <laughs> you're, you're all over this one. It's easy. It's low hanging fruit. It, well, yeah, but you're, you're the best at low hanging fruit. I appreciate yeah, that. It, oh, you, it's you. well deserved. Uh, Frank and Joe, are you still interested in our astrological geographical mystery? <laughs> interested? 
Uh, this is like a piano This is the beginning of a musical. Are you still interested in our bump? Astrological bump, <laughs> geographical <laughs> bump, dot mystery. <laughs> oh, that's good! Wow. So we've done the idea of the uh, Hardy Boys on Ice. Yeah, this is now Hardy Boys, a Dodson musical. A Dodson musical. Dodspell. <laughs> oh my God! All of this for Dodspell. This is oh good. my I, God! These how are surprising you, me too. This, I, I'm just in the it? zone. I, you, you know what doing? it is? Huh? It's the X Factor. It's the X Factor. He's got it. It's, it's the back. Cowboys of podcasting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This could be you the don't greatest. have what we have. <laughs> you just don't have it. Oh, it's amazing. It's fine, we're not mad at you. It's, you just you just need you to learn. You can't do this. You've listened for you six can't seasons. Do this. You should know you can't do it. I'm sorry. You yeah, just well, don't can't. be sorry. Don't oh. be sorry. Sorry, no not one sorry. should be sorry about sorry, that. Exactly. Sorry. Thank you. Sorry, not sorry for the talent that <sighs> is imbued into our veins. Okay. Mm. So. uh Sit down. We're ready for the story. And there is just no way to summarize this story. <laughs> so if you want to take it in chunks with me, David. Let's do it. You start it off. We're ready for the story, said Frank. As you may know, Mr. Dodd began, the Dodd family, while small today, goes back several hundred years in this country. He pointed to some faded brown leather volumes along a mahogany <laughs> shelf. There are records in these of centuries of Dodds, records that go back before the Revolutionary War. Unfortunately, they tell us little about the man at the root of the Pilgrim mystery. Frank and Joe lean forward. We do know, the farmer continued, that in the year 1647, one Elias Dodd embarked from Plymouth Colony in a small skiff with his wife and three children, a good seaman with considerable knowledge of astronomy. He went in search of a horseshoe-shaped inlet he had heard of from an Indian. I need to stop here. Yeah. That just seems like such a weird sentence that seems to indicate that it doesn't have credibility. Like by, <laughs> by saying he heard about it from an Indian. Yeah. Is the 1960s way of saying, like, yeah, I don't know if it's true. It's definitely like, not true. You could have heard about it from a shop owner. You could have heard about it from a friend, a relative. He but was talking to a parent. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing. It's, <laughs> Who uh, also <laughs> happened to be Indian. <laughs> Dodd hoped to establish a settlement to which other families might come later. A horseshoe-shaped inlet, Joe exclaimed. Mr. Dodd smiled. The, the inlet... inlet that is today, Barmet Bay. Barmet Bay. Oh! Did he reach it? Frank asked. Mr. Dodd stood up and paced the room. That is the mystery we hope to solve. You see, Elias Dodd was never heard from again. See, I would say Elias. You would, and you would be correct. You think it is Elias? What are you saying, Elias? Elias. I like them both. Well, yeah. We'll do both. You keep going with Elias. I'm in. Yeah, and you do Elias. Yeah, I'm on. Okay, just know that I'm. I'm. Uh, it's kind of like my trademark to say things incorrectly. We had a character named. Is Egan. that trademarked? We had a character named Egan in our movie, which I always said Egon, 
And uh, that, that became his Ray name. Egon. Egon. <laughs> Uh, but many years later, a bottle was found washed up on a shore further south of here. In it was a note believed to have been written by Elias nice. before he and his family perished in a sudden violent storm. Oh! Dark. Deterioration of the paper had obliterated some of the words. In the message, Elias. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Hastily described their last geographical position. And you have the message here, Frank asked. Only in our heads, Jack smiled. Mr. Dodd explained, my brother Martin, who teaches astronomy at Cheston College in Greenville. Oh, Cheston College in Greenville. Oh, astronomy. <laughs> astronomy. Uh, he has the original, and you'll be able to see it when you meet him this evening. And you're hoping, Joe said, to discover whether your ancestor perished in the Bayport area. That's right, as well as to determine the existence of the Pilgrim Treasure. The treasure! <laughs> treasure! The Frank and gold. Joe echoed <laughs> as it just starts raining gold, chocolate, gold coins, and everyone <laughs> Chet's just like, yeah. <laughs> he just slaps it on his celery stick. <laughs> Ants on a log, Double baby. Double chocolate! German cake! Jack's father went on. When Elias left the colony for his journey, he brought with him a chest of jewels, many of which were very valuable. Mm. And I paused here and said, why bring the cheap ones? Why, <laughs> why are you putting in a boat yeah. where you're fighting against gravity and buoyancy? Why are you putting a chest full of some... Not so valuable jewels. Here's some crap. And I laughed at that until I read the next sentence and got sad, where he says, he hoped to use the less expensive ones to barter with the Indians he might encounter. <laughs> Come on. Come on. It's 1958 when you rewrote this. You gotta, you can't say this. You can't do this. Where's a bag of jelly beans? No, these are high-class jewels. These gold balloons. Them. These are these these are uh, pretzels. These are pretzels. Yeah. Copy Green pretzel, Pete. Copyright 1957. 28 and 56. Ah, I was close. Hours close. And 64. So I don't know if it was What's rewritten in 56 for? or 64. It'd have to be the 64 unless they were wizards and they knew. <laughs> Maybe reprinted in 64? I don't know. Cop there's four copyrights for the book. 28, 56, 64, and 92. Oh, yeah. This is the 92. That's right. So this was rewritten in 92. It was rewritten in the 50s. Or they just re redid the copyright. I don't know. I don't know uh -huh. how it works. We should call Terry. Trademark Terry. Trademark Terry? Trademark Terry. We got bring, questions. Bring. It's Trademark Terry. Hey, Trademark Terry. I just had some questions about some trademarks. <laughs> well, tell me your tales of a trademark, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> the tales of the trademark, Terry. It just turns into a Hamlet where it's just a rap. Is that Hamlet? What is that? What is Hamilton. That Hamilton, yeah. Hamlet is Shakespeare. They're both Shakespeare, aren't they? I don't know. I've never seen Hamilton. I think it's Shakespeare. Uh, it could be. We'll never know. Never, never, never. Uh, but so, because of the treasure, I assume the mystery must remain in confidence. Mr. Dodd nodded. Dishonest people mustn't hear about it, Jack said. They might find the chest before we do. 
And there is the possibility it contains his journals, which would also be valuable. So this is mm. one of those things we talked about where, as I read it, like, this is all stupid. Yeah, it's stupid But they're going to find the chest. They're yes! absolutely going to find the chest. Pilgrim hats. They're going to find the journals. They're going to yeah. find the floppy straw pilgrim hats. Chet is the right amount like of sloth, limp man. and bounce. They're going to get the flop. Yep, this is the goons. No doubt about it. They're on the so. goon docks, which is just the shore road. Goon dots. You say goon dots? Goon dods. I went back to dodge. Oh, that was a dodge joke. <laughs> oh my god! You need to get over it. <laughs> my dad. <laughs> Goon dods. <laughs> I like that way too much. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, you're on it. You're on it. Uh, so they're like, "Well, hey, we'll uh, we need to go prep for our hearing tomorrow. We'll see you guys tonight. Come back tonight." Um, and uh, is it great? So they go home. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, Jack gives him a yeah. Yeah, yeah we must photo. solve it within the next few days. Oh, as it is, yeah. Mister Dodd added, "We must solve it within the next few days." His mention of a deadline puzzled the Hardys. Another mystery. He promised to explain later that night. Just explain now. Jack gave the boys a photograph of Race Legal. The picture revealed a burly, bald man leaning on a pitchfork before the Dodd barn. He wore a work glove with a V-shaped cuff on the left hand. Interesting. Yes. This is a very, very detailed glove. Yeah. And I this is, again, come back. spoiler alert, we're about to find the V-shaped glove. Yes. Sorry. Two pages. A V-shaped glove. But this goes back to the 1920s of, like, how many fishing poles are there? How many? Like, yeah. you go to the hardware store and you buy the work glove. There's not, like, oh... You know that Ray Slagle wears the V-neck work yeah. glove. You don't touch those. Those are those all Slagle. Those are for Slagle. Slagle That's all Slagle. over it. Yeah. You, get, you can have a U-shaped <laughs> cuff. Got a W, but that's too close to the V. I don't want anyone wearing it. I don't, like it. It. I don't, yeah, like, I don't it. like it at all. Slagle don't like it. But, yeah, once again, somehow the industrial economy has produced unique gloves yeah. that farm hands. Everyone has their own. And yet again, the burly bald man is the bad guy that everything is going to be obviously, pinned on. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. A villainous looking man. Yep. Where uh, is the villainous, like wonderful, shaggy haired, blonde, tan. Where's the surfer? Where's dude? the sweet talker with the twist of like, oh, we, yeah. we didn't see it coming. Yeah. Where's, where's pretzel Pete goes, breaks bad. You, it doesn't happen. You were so peppery and now you're salty. Hey, it's all in the name. I like that. Yeah. Black Pepper's gang. Black Pepper's gang. Black Pepper was a little Pete. salty. He was. He was way too salty. Uh, so they meet up with Chet, and they uh, are going to go drive out to uh, look for clues at Beach Grove, uh, combing the sand. <laughs> which he really, yeah. Frank was kicking sand into a small mound, which I imagined that underneath that small mound was his brother, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Stop oh. burying me alive, Frank. He shouldn't have had his head down there listening. <laughs> yeah. Listen to that sand. How many times do I have to tell you, get your ear off the ground? We get a little bit more legal advice. Uh, so, Chet asks, so do you think uh, the evidence against the Dodds is serious? Mind you, the evidence is a fishing pole in a car. <laughs> uh, it could be, Frank admitted, kicking into a small mound of sand. They have no witnesses for their whereabouts the day that the car was stolen. But Mr. Dodd's good reputation can't be discounted. 
Justice. Justice. The Chris Hansen crew. <laughs> I just remember there was an episode where there was a fishing pole. And the guy was like trying to get out of it. Like, no, I swear to God, I was going to go fishing. You can check the trunk of my car. And he checks and there is the fishing pole. This is the mm. first time where bringing the fishing pole was a bad thing. Yeah. Can never tell. Can never tell with fishing poles. Uh, so then Chet uh, fell down. <laughs> he does. He, he rolled down an incline. Chet, are you all right? Their fat friend regained <laughs> his feet. Sorry, rotund. Same thing. Scrubbing sand out of his hair, he held up a glove. This might be a clue. <laughs> Frank and Joe went down to Why look at it. Why did he fall? Is it just like a lack he of bent down. caloric intake or something? It could be. Just celery is the one fruit or the one vegetable. It's that, just water. Yeah, they say you burn more calories eating it than you do consuming it. Like yeah. in the, it doesn't offset its own caloric intake. Chewing yeah. it. And yeah. It, it, yeah, it does. That's the that's that's why you have to. That's what they the say about celery, anyway. Hey, celery. But yeah, he bent down uh, to inspect a plant and lost his balance, rolled down the incline because his botany. Yeah, uh, it's a work glove. Chet said, pointing to the V-shaped cuff. How many different kinds of gloves are there? I have no idea. I would say there's work Dress gloves and, and snow work. gloves. Yeah, and then like a long white glove. One that you slap someone with. Yeah, that also like you wear when you hold a cigarette in a really long oh, holder. Yeah, those are oh, the three kinds of gloves. Yeah, and then work Michael glove, Jackson gloves, which is just a modified long white glove. It's a oh, short yeah, it white is. glove. That's right. Yeah. Uh, um, this that, is an interesting moment for you. Go ahead. No, I was just say at that moment I was going. What's the interesting moment? Yeah, this here at that moment the boys oh, saw yeah. a car slow down on the road above them. Which I hate the timing. You can't. Discover the glove and then see the car. Right. Or just uh, too much. They raced up the slope, but when they reached the highway, the car was already disappearing around the bend. All right. There's something that goes into the uh, the shore road, right? They rushed to check their cars. Neither had been tampered with. Wonder what he was looking for, Joe remarked. Maybe the same thing that Chet found, Frank said. Joe, have you that picture of Slagle? I want to stop, though. What happened was a car drove by and slowed down as it went around a curve on the on the cliff on the shore road. If we learned and they're like, Whoa, anything from wonder what he was one. looking for. In book one, the opening chapter was them racing down the shore road on their motorcycle over these uh, these like bends and turns. Yeah. The speed demon. The speed demon. Yeah. Mm. The speed demon. Once again, I wonder what I don't know. Because I know that instead. Yeah, I think it was a jalopy, too, that they were chasing yeah. him. Perhaps it was red. A roadster. Black roadster. Was it black? Yep. Wonder what it, I know. What my I brain wonder what I don't know because I know that. so happy that I don't know this. <sighs> the two looked identical, comparing the, uh, the glove Chet had to the one in the picture. This may be the lead we're looking for, Frank rejoiced as they walked to their cars. Do you think this could help prove the Dodd's innocence? Chet asked. Uh, it might, if they can identify it as Slagles when we see them tonight. Elated by the clue, the Hardys thanked Chet and headed home. After a light supper, they, <laughs> which is great. I was so happy. I was worried this whole time after Chet fainted from, uh, from, from only a, eating from celery. From a celery-induced coma. God, are they going to eat? They're on the shore road. A light supper. A light supper. Uh, they proposed their visit to the Dodds. Aunt Gertrude was skeptical about the bail, which Mr. Hardy had put up so promptly. You're all too trustful, she said. Look up this Slagle in your father's files. Well, that's a good idea. 
Yeah. Should have done that first. The picture's already in there. Yeah. An- another, ro- another oil painting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Mr. Hardy always gets a duplicate. Uh, so uh, she said, you know, they're saying, you know, we can trust them. Uh, never you mind. You just can't rely on men who don't have a woman around the house to keep them straight. Now, said the obvious, woman who's not married yeah. to a man. Obvious uh, hypocrisy aside, yeah. that also skews a little homophobic to me. <laughs> it does. Gertrude is that uh, she's peppery. I'm she starting to think peppery doesn't mean what I think it means. <laughs> Maybe peppery ignorance. is salty. <laughs> <laughs> Up is down. Peppery is salty. salty. Uh, so then Chief Collard calls. And here's the cliffhanger, Act Five, the cliffhanger. Uh, Joe's jaw dropped, and he slowly hung up the phone. He could hardly speak. I'm pausing so you can read. Yeah, I'm thinking about my rhyme. Okay. <laughs> That's not good. We, we still got a couple minutes. The chief. This is where I always get nervous. The chief says the Dons may have jumped bail. They've disappeared in their station wagon. Bro. So, I feel like if you're delivering this line to to Frank and Chet, if you're yeah. Joe, you also know that you believe they're innocent. You posted their bail. You also know that their brother's coming in town, and they're looking for this treasure. Yeah. I think what I would say if I were Joe is like, oh, Chief Colleg thinks that they may have jumped on their bail, but... Really, I think they probably just went looking for the treasure or something because Martin was coming to town tonight. Big Marty's coming to town. That's right. Instead of yelling, they ran away in the station wagon. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> like You don't have to co-op someone else's shock. Give me the station wagon song as they're driving away in the musical. Uh, vroom, 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 vroom. We're taking the station wagon, jumping bail. Vroom, 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 vroom. We're taking the station wagon out of jail. Oh! Ah, uh, thank you. Yeah. Ah, uh, thank you. And that is intermission. <laughs> Curtain drops. Can you believe I rhymed bail with jail? I can't. That I'm was genius. I'm like Alexander Hamilton, the guy that wrote Hamlet. <laughs> You are on today. I'm feeling it. It's You're it. on I, today. I got, it's it. It's it the is X it. Factor. You definitely have it. I am the X Factor. I'm in awe. Shock and awe. At Joe's slack jaw. That's pretty good. Thank you. Okay, listen, you're doing all these rhymes and it's getting me excited. And I do have mine. I Already? definitely have it. Oh, yeah. Anything else you want to say about these, these initial... This is the third chapter. This is the third chapter, but, and we've hit it hard today. Yeah, today we recorded one, two, and three, which yeah. it's been yep, years man. since we've <laughs> since we've done three. Yeah. I think we've been ambitious and squeaked out two. We've done two. once or twice, yeah. but it really yeah it has been years. This is I feel like the book gets more attention this way. We get to focus on it. It does, and I like them. We get more to be good stewards for the literature. Stewards, stewards, stewards. Cowboys of podcasting. Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) Coming in, yeah! Silver, uh, uh, Saving Silverman. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered something. I'm not a Jack Black guy. I know you're not a Jack Black guy. It always breaks my heart. I know you are. I know your body. I know. 
Thank you. Okay, that's what I was nervous You're about. Been, Don't be nervous. We, we've, we've done it already. Nervous. We've I've done been it thinking already. about it. I've been thinking uh, about it the whole time. I'd like to ride that. That ride or whatever. Yeah. Me too, son. No, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's another dude where's my car reference. I don't remember. It's when the, the woman, like, somehow becomes a mega woman. And she's walking and the little kid looks up. And he sees her walking. He just goes, I'd like to ride that ride, daddy. <laughs> and the kid <laughs> me, too, says, me too, son. That's right. Me too. Uh, okay, yeah. I just had to get a fresh one in there. Zoltan. Don't use them all. You're <laughs> yes, being reckless, David. I'm abusing it. You're being reckless. I'm abusing it. Oh, I had yeah, it. We just I had have it, to get I it out. It. I had it. And I lost it. It's Surf Ninjas and uh, Dude Where's My Car. That's what we uh, do. And okay, we do it this, well. The Shore Road mystery might be my favorite in a long time. It's good. All right, it's, the it's, it's the first three it's chapters dense. are so stupid. And amazing and immediate, and there's so much thrown at us. It's like made for people with ADD. Every page is a new mystery. I'm loving it. What what I find strange, and I know I know what you're doing right now, and I'm sorry to interject, but if like there have been ten mysteries now. Yeah. But the glove is just the strange one that like all these mysteries of like we've got treasure, we've got stolen cars, we've got dead bats, we've got holes in boats, we've got Chet's mystery Chet's, job. Chet's mystery job. We've got all these different things. And then like, oh, but we did find the glove. <laughs> yeah. Like that one was instantaneous. What if there's a bat in the glove? Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my dad. Yeah, oh my dad. There it is. <laughs> oh the dad mystery. Dad. We have two dad mysteries. No, I'm I'm done. What were you going to say earlier, David? I was going to (laughs) say. I'm so excited. Uh, It's not good. It never is. They they never are. None of them are. I wonder if we're going to get more pilgrim lore. Mm. Yes. Where are you going with this? (laughs) To chapter... Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Ow, ow, ow. Oh, no, I mean four. That was original content from Boom Reactive.